0: You're tuned in to the MBIT Podcast, led by Seamus Madan. Economic and financial topics broken down. Educating you on your financial journey.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mbit podcast in which we discuss personal finance, investing, and technology. Today, we whipped up a wonderful episode for you guys where Stephen joins us to discuss how his company Q.AI uses artificial intelligence to guide your investing. First off, before we begin, a quick disclaimer, the podcast is not financial or investment advice. Investing is risky and make sure to always do your own due diligence. So uh, Stephen, thanks for taking the time to hop on the pod. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me on, James.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you taking time out of your day uh, to hop on the podcast. Um, Would you mind giving the audience some background about you and what AI even is and how it works?
0: Yeah, a little bit about me. So I come out of the asset management business. I spent my career before founding uh, my first startup, which was Quantumize, as a trader first, and then a portfolio analyst, portfolio manager, and a strategist. After that, I launched my own hedge fund, after which we launched our first startup, which was called Quantumize. Quantumize was endeavoring to bring kind of institutional-grade investing to the average person uh, using really advanced content strategies. And what we realized is that people really wanted that content to be weaponized, interactive, where they could just click and execute. And that's why we sold that startup to Forbes. And in partnership with Forbes, we began to create a new company called QAI, which is endeavoring to bring AI-based investing to the individual investor. Now, why AI and why am I doing this? Well, the transformation that's occurring on the institutional buy side, so that's Wall Street and how monies are managed, is, tra- is incredible, and it's transforming the way investing is even conceived. But if you look at what the average individual investor has access to, it's just the bare scraps. And we saw there was an opportunity here to maybe democratize access to this rapid change. So what we've done is we're bringing the same institutional-grade investing that you see at elite hedge funds that you know really wealthy people have access to at some of the top firms in the country, and we're bringing it to the retail per- investor, to so the individual investor, At the palm of their hands. Uh, AI really, and the way I think about AI, is probabilistic investing. The way investing used to be done, and I'm trained in it, is traditional fundamental analysis. I like Apple vis-a-vis Google, Facebook, Netflix, et cetera. And here's why, and here's why on a probability basis, Apple will outperform these stocks. Well, then you have the advent of quantitative investing, which lets you quantify those probabilities a little bit better. What AI does is lets you take those types of probabilities, Increase the odds more with more efficacy towards. You know, what's the best investment idea? Think about AI as replacing the need of the analyst working for a portfolio manager to figure out what are the best investments. And that's what how I see AI really helping investors today. It's just predictive analytics. The more predictive power you have, moving away from pure qualitative to some level of quantitative or quantamental down the road, the better the odds are of having positive investing outcomes, whatever those outcomes are that you're looking for.
1: And uh, how did you get into the AI space? And what gave you the idea to create an AI investing app specifically?
0: Well, you know, I I was a young analyst on the buy side when a lot of these transformations were occurring. So I was already beginning to experiment with different ways to create better outcomes as an analyst for the portfolio managers I was supporting, and then the portfolios that I was helping co-manage. And moving from straight quantitative modeling to more predictive analytics, like using AI, whether it's deep learning or maybe just traditional machine learning, I started to make more sense in terms of improving the odds and outcomes. That's the story of how I was attracted to it because I was attracted to AI because I wanted to improve the outcomes that I was trying to derive for the folks I was either supporting as an analyst or the funds I was managing. In terms of coming up with the idea to bring it to the marketplace, we just saw that there was a vacuum. And the real vacuum is that, look, there's a plethora of products available if you're just trying to get to learn about investing. These are the micro-investing platforms. There's tons of them. That's Acorns, that's Stash. That's great. There's a really great number of products do it yourself. That's like a Robin Hood or Weeble, where it's just made it really easy to go ahead and trade and invest. And you know, if you want to look at the financial advisor today, that's been successfully digitized, right? That's the betterment and wealth funds. And that's just old school wealth, uh, wealth management that's been put in a digital wrapper and delivered to you through an app, web, whatever it is. Well, in between, you've got this massive, massive business. That's the asset management business. And no one's really tried to go after. Asset management business is $25 trillion. Actually, 26, I'm going to do the math exact here. 21 trillion is a mutual fund industry. It's growing 9 to 10% per annum. ETF industry, 5 trillion. It's growing high teens per annum. And that's not I'm talking about the $5 trillion hedge fund industry. That's you know, growing rapidly. But guess what? When you look at the concentration of assets in these two groups, over 75 80% of all assets in the mutual fund industry are controlled by three firms. Over 90% of assets in the ETF industry four to five firms. Just think about this. So, real And by the way, those firms overlap. So give or take about four to five firms are controlling the way we even perceive investing. I'm talking about the individual investor. So you wanna go buy an ETF, you wanna go buy a mutual fund, you're getting to those debates. Well, guess what? The products you're buying are being determined by these three to four firms. Look at the experience of a high net worth individual or the experiences people have when they go into hedge funds. They don't get that. They get bespoke solutions. They get all kinds of interesting stuff. Interesting SPVs, is uh, special purpose vehicles and other types of really private investment strategies in public markets. And that's what we're trying to bring to the marketplace or at least that experience. So we're trying to go after is the person who's looking for something a little bit more. They've already got their toes wet, they're looking for something more
1: and that's the product we're offering. And uh, what is your current business model for QAI?
0: You mean the commercial model?
1: Yes, yes. Yeah, right now it's free.
0: We're not charging anything. Now uh, We are an SEC registered investment advisor So we're not a broker-dealer, so we're not taking trade flow and monetizing that way at all. Over time, what we're going to do is introduce a membership or subscription-based business where it's going to be based on things you upgrade into the app for in terms of services. You'll have to pay a flat fee. We find that a subscription model is really transparent for people. They understand what they're paying and what they're getting out of it. I yeah. mean, we, we kind of branded it as a Netflix occasion of investing.
1: And uh, how would you build the AI and what processes does it follow to determine what stocks are good investments?
0: Well, I can't obviously get into uh, notes and both of the algorithms um, since that's proprietary. Yeah. Um, but what I would say is... We're looking at different types of factors that we think drive markets over longer term and short term. We also take into consideration that markets are not stationary, which means pulling in 10 years worth of data into a model is not useful to predict what's going to happen today. Uh, In terms of the data we look at, we're looking at both social data, uh, internet search data, financial data, price data, and a bunch of other types of alternative data points that I don't want to totally get into. That are fed into different types of algorithms. Now, our security selection process is done using multiple deep learning algorithms that are all kind of a little bit different with different structures, with different uh, gradient optimizations to figure out which group of securities are the best type of securities to buy. So we've kind of used deep learning in a way to replace the need for the investment analyst team. But that's just the first step, right? You know you have a buy list, how do you build a portfolio? The next step was introducing another set of algorithms that help us construct the best combination, the best pie, if you will, or the best kit of securities. And that's kind of the portfolio manager experience. And that's using other forms of AI. So AI for security selection is much more deep learning based. The secondary one is much more clustering focused because that's really what risk allocation is. And I would suggest that the application of artificial intelligence to the portfolio management process really finds more efficacy in the risk allocation Uh, decision-making process, not necessarily just the security selection.
1: We saw an additional 10 million brokerage accounts open in 2021, which had a big acceleration, at least short-term, on the investing industry. We see a lot more people decide to get looking into investing, especially with apps like Robinhood. How did that translate into your business?
0: We expected that. Um, It didn't really do anything because we were kind of still in stealth mode building the app at that point. I do think it tells you that there is a new group of people who are coming of age to invest and the current ecosystem does not support them. Look, if you've got 5, 10, 15K to invest and it's counterintuitive, there aren't that many options for you. I mean, you really shouldn't be putting everything to Robinhood and selecting stocks. And the products that have been out there that are out there at the moment don't really service that group. I mean,
1: there's always uh, ETF options and you have availability to anything that's uh, on the public markets
0: yeah but you've got to figure out what etfs to buy understand the etf structures and again you're going into what these other firms are building for you right right
1: and um but
0: if you think about it this is an underserved market which is what you'd call mass app one
1: can the customer for qai see what types of stocks are in the portfolio that's being picked we believe in total transparency and how much does it cost to maintain the ai the cost on our side or the cost for the user both Well, the cost for the user
0: he or she doesn't have to pay for anything right it's free at the moment and what they're going to be doing is paying a flat fee for a subscription into the investing solutions and they don't have to maintain anything for us uh, i can't talk about that we spent about five years building out a very robust data infrastructure system to support what we're doing and I, i think it's probably important from us from a business standpoint we've been building it with scalability in mind It was our goal, longer-term vision, is to create the first natively digital 21st century investment management company. a totally digital, the first digital BlackRock or the first digital Fidelity. Just think about it that way. To do that, you've got to have a real data infrastructure system in place that supports it. And two, you've got to have an investing model and productization process that could support that as well. And that's partially also why we've gone with AI, because AI is much more scalable and more reactive. If I can give you a tangible example, uh, we run a Discord, and there was a lot of chatter about how do you play Omicron and products these people wanted to see. One person was saying it'd be great just to invest in indices, and then two, there were a few people talking about how do you play what's going on in Omicron. We were able to respond in three weeks with an investment product to market, a like go-to market, three weeks. One, which was an active indexer kit, which is actively uh, allocating between different indices, and then two, this. The first of its kind a of market neutral strategy that's shorting the market going long low beta healthcare and biotech three weeks if we're doing looking at the way things you are usually done on the buy side maybe three months to six months if you're lucky but we were able to do it in three weeks because of the system we built and that's by the way why i think over time the investment management industry just in general has to go in this direction we're lucky because we're building this from the bottom up right there's no legacy systems i like don't have any politics we can just build it. It's a lot harder for some of these other older companies that have tons of old artifacts built into their systems to pivot that quickly.
1: Yeah, for sure. Pivoting industries is definitely one of the more uh, difficult things for companies, especially that have been around for a while to do. So let's just say I'm a new investor and uh, I want to start investing and making some money. How would the AI benefit the end customer on my end?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So we can never promise making money, right? Because we're, We're real investment advisor. We can't do that. But you can get started in our app for only $100. So we've made this available to everybody, $100. And two, um, the AI helps you because what it does is it takes out the decision-making process. You make the decision saying, I'm interested in clean tech, or I'm interested in an emerging tech strategy, or perhaps I want a combination of that, and I'd like to have a hedging strategy involved where you're kind of just protecting me against market moves interest rate, uh, volatility, volatility on markets. You select everything. So you selected the content or the themes. And now suddenly the AI does everything for you. It comes back to like our bigger thesis on the investing side, which is the way investing really is done for high net worth individuals, for the wealthy, the way they're done at hedge funds. is not through traditional just MPT, which is uh, modern portfolio theory. It's not just done by buying a basket of stocks you read about Do you think are going to be good. It's done by allocating to themes. And what we've done is we've productized the theme or it was a piece of content into an investment kit. The kit is stacked with stocks, ETFs, crypto, depending on what you're talking about, which theme we're focusing on. But that theme, once you decide I'm interested in this theme, you do the rest for me. We're able to then productize that and run that. It's very different than the uh, ETFs, by the way, which are really much more index oriented that don't really focus on security selection, they focus much more on just massive universes. And really, they can't do that because of the business model itself is it's, it's acid-gather.
1: You said uh, you're planning on uh, offering a subscription service. Would everyone who is a current user have to go to a subscription or would it be two different options?
0: Uh, well, what we're going to do is we're going to have a freemium where somebody can access some of the strategies for free, but to upgrade into some of these other services you're going to have to pay. I think it's important to highlight us and the way we're positioning QAI in comparison to everybody. We're trying to align ourselves with the investors, right? So we're not trying to make money, even though we're offering it to you for free. Our goal is for you to want to upgrade because if you don't feel like there's any value, we're not going to get any, we're not going to get paid.
1: Yep. And uh, any final thoughts for the audience uh, that you would like to mention?
0: No, you know, forget about QAI, but talking more about the future. I think it's important for younger investors when we're thinking about investing, start moving away from these old models that people throw out all the time and start thinking dynamically the way it's actually being done. Some of the leading funds, which is start thinking about allocating into themes. It's, it's scary when I read about the heavy concentration of assets in Robinhood brokerage accounts into some of the top tech stocks, you're essentially just investing in the same stock. The concept of correlation, but the correlations are so high. You're, you're not diversifying yourself. And what you're doing is you're introducing all kinds of market risk. I'm a little older, I'm one of the older millennials. So I kind of lived through the last major downturn in 2008. And when markets crater, they sell off strong, correlations spike. and That's where really where diversification and thinking about how you build a portfolio really matters. So it's not always about being the market every day. You wanna miss those major, major down periods it's obviously, we're obviously heading to a time where markets are gonna to start to normalize and markets don't go up 10 to 20% every year. So that would be the warning I'd give to your listeners as well as a lot of our followers. It's not even about QAI, and whether or not QAI is the right solution for you, it's about how to think about investing, Because that's really more my passion, say, hey, this is not the way it's being done. And the way the FinTech industry is pushing everybody into momentum trading and concentrated stuff just to make it easy. That's not going to help you in the long run. And I would say two, you know, think about AI as not this nebulous block, black box. AI is there to help you better, I would say, you know, better realize your outcomes. Whatever outcomes you're trying to realize with improved probabilities. So that's how you should conceive AI. AI is not this nebulous concept that's just thrown around, at least not in our experience when we present it. Think about AI as a way to help you better achieve whatever financial outcomes you want. And I think AI over the long run is going to be a real Value add to all of us, at least the use of predictive analytics, if done right. QAI is free. You can come check us out. We're back by Forbes. Uh, you can see more about us at tryq.ai. Yeah,
1: I have a link posted for QAI, uh, posted down below if anyone wants to check it out. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I think diversification is really important for any type of investor and uh, sticking with it long term and not only buying hyped stocks or just tech stocks because in terms you need to balance out that portfolio so i completely agree with you on that point all right everyone that wraps it up for today's episode thanks for tuning into the mbit podcast if you enjoyed the episode it would mean a lot if you dropped a five-star review down below we will see you in the next episode and special thanks to steven for coming on the pod it was a pleasure disclaimer the mbit podcast is reflecting the opinion of only the host the podcast is for informational purposes only The podcast is also not a research report. It is not a recommendation to purchase or sell any stocks, holdings, or securities. The podcast is also not meant to serve as the basis of any investment decision.